This month, with Family Disciple Me, we begin a new conversation series called Love Like This. We are going to highlight different ministries who show us how to love like this. We're going to talk about different scriptures and different practical ways that we can show love. And yet, as we begin, I want to start with the stories of two women who have become my new heroes. At the intersection of their lives, we can find inspiration and examples for our own stories. So let me cue the intro, and then I'll be back to tell the tale of two Harriets. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so our kids know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's Word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, we like to say it starts with a conversation. So let's get going with this podcast right now. The story of our two Harriets begins in 1811, when a baby girl named Harriet Beecher Stowe was born. About nine or ten years later, another baby girl was born. Her name was Araminta Ross, but later she would take her mother's name, Harriet, and that is the name that history knows her by. I've heard of these two women and their names my entire life, I think, but it's only recently that I've become more acquainted with their stories. And I want to share with you a few glimpses into these because I have fallen in love with the tale of these two Harriets. Last year, my daughter Journey Grace and I discovered the movie Harriet, a biographical film that absolutely blew us away as we became more acquainted with the story of Harriet Tubman. And then last fall, my friend, author Melanie Dobson, challenged me to read the story, Uncle Tom's Cabin. And just recently that became available on audiobook. So I listened to it and Harriet Beecher Stowe's book absolutely riveted me. Between the lives of these two women, Harriet Tubman and Harriet Beecher Stowe, I have been so inspired and challenged in my own life for my own times. The two Harriet's earthly stories converged from about 1820 to 1896. By outward earthly appearance, they could not have been more different. One was black, the other was white. One was born a slave, the other born free. One was born in Maryland, the other in Connecticut. Both of them actually had large families, but one had her siblings sold into slavery and lent out to other plantations, while the other got to enjoy life and relationship with her siblings. One was illiterate. The other ended up writing some 30 books. 
One was beaten. The other, by earthly comparison, was blessed. Their lives were so different, and yet in both of their hearts was the Spirit of Christ, because they both knew Jesus. And as I look into their stories, and I listen to their quotes, and I read their biographies, I am so impressed and challenged and stirred by how these women impacted history. I feel like I've only scratched the tip of the iceberg of who these women were, and yet I'm so compelled to share the little bit that I know about them with you, because to me, they stand as such a monument and such a testimony to our times. You see, they lived in a period of history where slavery had been accepted and even encouraged in our country for about two 150 years. From 1619 until they were born, slaves had been brought into our country, sold, marketed, used, abused, cruelly treated. Families were divided. Husbands were separated from their wives. Mothers were separated from their children. Freedom was denied for millions and millions of people. And it was into this generational epic that our two Harriets were born. Harriet Tubman, from the very beginning, experienced the cruelties of this. She was just a young girl when a horrific master took a two-pound weight and hit her in the head with it, causing her physical injury that affected her the rest of her life. On the other hand, Harriet Beecher Stowe was born into a pastor's family and lived a relatively calm and blessed and and simple life. Both were beloved daughters, and yet their childhoods could not have been more different. Both women eventually married, and yet in 1849, Harriet Tubman was about to be sold away from her husband and her family, so she chose to run for her freedom. She literally ran for her life, guided only by the North Star and God's hand of providence, and she escaped to freedom in Philadelphia. The very next year, Congress passed the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, which said that people in the North were required by law to return escaped slaves to their masters in the South. That was the year that Harriet Beecher Stowe was moved to action. Her fight for freedom began when one night she defied the law and she harbored a fugitive slave. She and her family took in John Andrew Jackson one night and they listened to his stories. She later wrote that she looked at the scars on his back that he had sustained due to beatings from his master. And she agonized with John over the loss of his wife and his daughter to slavery. The next morning, she gave him new clothes and even money as she sent him on his way on the Underground Railroad. John's story, as well as countless others that she attested she heard, spurred this Harriet into action, and she began to wield the power of the pen. These two women, two Harriets so different, and yet both of them used their lives and their circumstances to find this commonality within them, to do what God's word tells us to do. Isaiah 117 says, learn to do good, seek justice, 
relieve the oppressed, defend orphans, plead for the widow. Zechariah 7 says this is what the Lord Almighty said, Administer true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. Both Harriet's were women who knew the word of God, and they took these scriptures to heart. And oh, these two Harriet's, they were small in stature, but they were huge in influence. Sources say that Harriet Tubman was only five foot two, and other sources say that Harriet Beecher Stowe was only five feet tall. And yet these little women impacted countless lives. Harriet Tubman, after she found her way to freedom, began to disguise herself as a man and go back to the plantations to lead 13 groups of people out of slavery into freedom. Underground Railroad documents say that she led as many as 70 people to freedom. On the other hand, Harriet Beecher Stowe was so compelled by the cruelties and the abuse and the abomination of slavery that she picked up her pen and she began writing. Abraham Lincoln is attested to have said something to the effect that she was the little woman who started the Civil War. Her book, Uncle Tom's Cabin, went around our nation and even around the world. I must say, when I started listening to this book, I thought it was going to be a medicinal read, just something academic, something that would be very difficult to listen to. And yes, there's some archaic language in it, but I was so impacted by the way that Harriet Beecher Stowe used her words and her logic and her argument to compel American citizens, and especially American Christians to rise up and live God's calling of loving and doing good in Jesus' name. In the last chapter of her book, Harriet Beecher Stowe wrote her argument and her documentation and her personal reasons for writing that book. And I actually listened to that twice because it was so powerful and compelling. And The more I read and the more I learn about these two women, I must say that the tale of both of these two Harriets is compelling. They were small in stature, but they were larger than life. Now, I do want to note that in that period of history, not only did slaves not have their freedom, but women didn't have very many rights either. Still, both of these Harriets used everything within them to stand up and live their purpose. They each found their way to do good in their broken world. Interestingly to me, both Harriets had visions that they said helped guide them in their purpose. Harriet Tubman's brain injury came as the result of a cruel master who hit her on the head with a weight, causing an injury that debilitated her the rest of her life. And yet, what the enemy meant for evil God used for good. Harriet later claimed that through the visions that she had as a result of her brain injury, God guided her as she led slaves to freedom. In the 2019 movie Harriet, this is so dramatically shown, and I was so stunned by it that I went back and did research, and it looks like indeed that is a part of her story 
that God used these visions to guide her every step along the way. Harriet Beecher Stowe also had a vision. In 1850, she was sitting in church one Sunday morning when God gave her a vision of an African-American slave being beaten to death by his master. And that vision so impacted her, along with that night when she harbored the fugitive in her home, as well as when she was stirred up about the injustice of the Fugitive Slave Act, that that is what propelled her to begin writing the tale of two Harriets. And their visions make me wonder, what visions might God have for us if we will but stop and listen, if we will but stop and see, whether it comes out of our brokenness, like Harriet Tubman, or if it comes out of our worship, like Harriet Beecher Stowe, God wants to show us His will and His way for our lives. The Harriets lived in such a cruel, broken world, and yet here we are, 2021, and there is so much cruelty and brokenness in our world. Shall we name some of the evils of our generation? Millions of babies are being aborted every year. Countless girls and boys and women are being sold into the slavery of sex trafficking. Racial division and hatred continues. And then there's children who starve to death every day and people who die because they don't have access to clean water. There are brothers and sisters in Christ who are being persecuted and killed for their faith. The list of injustices go on, and yet God's word rings true today. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Relieve the oppressed. These words from the book of Isaiah are a clarion call for every generation. The question is, will we love like this? For me, the lives of the two Harriets light the way. Somewhere in the continuum of our own lives and stories and differences, we also can find our similarities, our callings, our purpose. It doesn't matter who we are. When we live for Jesus, we can make an enormous impact on this world. There is so much more to be said about the tale of the two Harriets, but let me just close with one more thing about their lives. I find it so compelling that in both of their stories, they both spoke so fondly of their mothers. Both of their mothers, in their completely different life circumstances, placed within each of the Harriets a knowledge of who God is. Each of them attested that their mothers spoke into them what it means to have a relationship with the Lord, and it was out of that place that both Harriets lived their entire lives. Oh, the influence of a mother. Oh, the influence of a father. How we live and then what we speak into the next generation makes all the difference in the world. We can love like this. Do good in our world. We can love like this in how we teach the next generation to live. We can love like this. Embrace our God-given purpose for our lives in our generation. The tale of two Harriets has been breathtaking to me. Their lives echo courage, 
strength, tenacity, and boldness that is needed as much today as it was in their day. As we begin the month of Valentine's and love, as well as Black History Month, Harriet and Harriet can inspire us to rise up with everything in us to seek justice, do good, and care for others in Jesus' name. I haven't found any evidence that these two women met in this earthly life, and yet I imagine that they stand together in heaven as part of that great throng of witnesses cheering us on, saying, love like this. So friends, may we use all the gifts, abilities, talents, and even circumstances of our lives to make a difference in Jesus' name in this broken world this month and always. Thank you for joining me in this podcast episode. The link to the discipleship conversation that goes along with this podcast episode can be found in the show notes below. You can also go to familydiscipleme.org for more resources as well as to subscribe for free to bring discipleship resources straight to your fingertips. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His countenance toward you and give you peace. Now go with God, friend. Remember, discipleship starts with a conversation.